Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and today I'm here to give my spoiler-free thoughts on episodes one through three of the Willow sequel series based on George Lucas's 1988 fantasy film adventure film, Willow. But I am not alone. Joining me on this journey is Kit Stone. And as of this recording, the series is now streaming on Disney+. And before we get into our review, we would like to thank Disney for sending us the first three episodes of this show early to review for you guys. So we can kind of, you know, spill the tea there a little bit for everyone. You know, we, we want to make sure that you guys are, are well-fed and, and well-groomed uh, well for, for this new Willow series but before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Kits. First off, welcome to the show. It's your first time on. Congratulations to, to the Film Optics Podcast. How are you and how's your week been? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad I made the cut <laughs> to, to get on the podcast. My week has been great um, so far. Still early in the week. You know, there's still plenty of, of time for it to, you know, downward spiral. But as of right now, <laughs> we're in a good place. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, my week, it's it's a Tuesday. You know, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Not much has happened. Um, a lot of people saw the Black Panther, what kind of forever, a few days ago. I saw it on yesterday, Monday night. So that was a treat for sure. But, you know, for uh, embargo purposes, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, and please don't because I, I don't see it until Friday. So Keep it to yourself. <laughs> I got you. Well, of course, we have to keep the House of Mouse, you know, the, the Disney overlords happy as well. Of so course. There, there's, there's always that. But uh, what have you been watching uh, as of late? I know there's so much, you know, there's, there's a lot of TV. So there's so much. And you know what's interesting is I I really feel like years go back and forth between like the year of blockbusters and the year of television. And I feel like once again, in 2022, it has been the year of television. There's so many great series out there. I have been dipping my toe into peripheral on prime video um, because, you know, it comes from the creators of Westworld and you, you have to give it a shot to see, you know, um, what's going to unfold there. I won't say too much because all the episodes have not aired. Um, but I've also been kind of satisfying my need for vampires with Reginald the Vampire on Sci-Fi and Interview with the Vampire on AMC+, two completely different world of vampires. Um, one is a little bit darker, which is Interview with the Vampire, and um, one's a much more lighter watch, you know, with um, our guy Jacob from Spider-Man. So, you know, it's comical and it has um, uh, Mandela Van Peoples in it as well. And it's it's really good. Both series are really great. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. I, I do agree with you, though. Um, I really feel like this year for 2022 is the year of television. I mean, we've had House of the Dragon, which is phenomenal. We had Rings of Power. We had the Sandman this year. We had Euphoria season two. We've had so much. And as for me, I've been trying to catch up on, you know, so much television. I mean, Titan season four comes out. That's more of a guilty pleasure of mine. I know a lot of people aren't super <laughs> crazy about that, but that just started. Uh, I've also been catching up on the Dragon Prince that's on Netflix. It's one of my favorite series of all time. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Um, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's another fantasy series that I'm all just crazy about. And of course, what we're talking about here today is Willow that's coming out or it will, it's actually out as of this recording is this will be dropping on November 30th when the embargo lifts uh, for everyone out there. But yeah, I, I gotta agree. TV has, has been killing it this year. I've seen so many amazing shows this year. Severance is another one that comes to mind, which was phenomenal and i'm just I'm, I'm over the moon i i cannot wait 
to talk about TV until, you know, the end of time. I guess I am more <laughs> of a TV buff than movie buff, but I still love movies. It's just I love long form storytelling. So that's that's my my whole deal there. But those shows that you're watching actually sound very, very fun. I need to kind of branch out a little bit. So, you know, I've I've been trying to keep up with like um my gosh, what is the name of it? Abbott Elementary. That's another one. Totally forgot about that as well. (laughs) That's a really good comedy. Yeah, I agree. TV is just and there's so many different kinds coming out, and we've gone from these elaborate dramas to now we can make elaborate horrors and these sci-fis and just with technology able to make a show like rings of power and just make it so beautiful and just uh it's just i mean tv is just where it's at right now love movies but tv is just kind of it's kind of winning yeah, it's it's it is winning this year. It is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, we, we need a little bit of TV in our lives. You know, the more things that I can stay home and watch, ultimately is the better. Like I will go out to the theater for any blockbuster movie that's out there, and you know, your occasional indie film that plays in uh, in theaters. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing better than than watching um, movies and TV shows just in the comfort of your own home. I think there's something. Yeah very just familiar about it and you know you can just you're you're in control you know you're not sitting next to someone in the movie theater who's talking to the entire thing i had that happen to me a few times uh earlier last week when i went to go see armageddon time which is a really amazing film but had these two old ladies were chatting next to me and i I had to shush (laughs) shush them up a few times but they i i think i hopefully Hope they got the message there. But with with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get into our Willow series review. Again, we're going to be covering the first three episodes of the series of this eight-episode season. So only uh, episodes one through three here today. We're going to be giving our spoiler-free thoughts on those episodes. So, Kit, are you ready to travel back to Tears Lean? I think this is. Yeah, cheers, Lean. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Willow. You think you know what is real and what isn't. What is light? What is dark? Now, forget all you know. Come with me. Willow. We're looking for the sorcerer, Willow. I was told that once long ago you defeated the forces of evil. You remind me of your mother. My dear friend, I thought I could prevent all this. I was wrong. My brother was abducted. The world needs you again. It needs your magic. Follow me. We must go beyond the edge of our world into the unknown. I need your help. Just like old times. What? Running. Horses. Mayhem. Mayhem. Happy to see Andy. And we are back with our Willow series, episode one through three. This series is created by Jonathan Kasdan and stars Warwick Davis, Joanne Wally, Ruby Cruz, Aaron Kellerman, and more. And the story is as follows. An unlikely group of heroes sets off on a dangerous quest to places far beyond their homes where they must face inner demons and come together to save the world. So for everyone out there listening, you know, welcome. This is our official Willow series, sequel series. Um, just want to throw that out there. This is a sequel series. This is not a reboot of the movie that came out in 1988. But we're going to get into our initial reactions. That is like our non-spoiler section. Then we'll give our final thoughts and our ratings. And then we're just going to kind of skedaddle on out of here. So I'm going to pass it over to Kit so we can kind of just get this whole thing started. Kit, uh, what were your initial reactions of this uh, sequel series? And I believe you said that you watched or you rewatched the original uh, film. So actually let's start with that. What is your relationship with Willow, the the film that came out in 1988? Well, not to date myself, (laughs) 
But um, I I grew up with that movie. I won't say that I saw it like when it came out like that year. However, I do remember everything about it. And I did just rewatch the original film. And I was surprised at how much I remembered, like everything about the film and about that story and about those characters just kind of came flooding right back in as if I had just seen it um, the day before. Um, it was a, it's a, it was a really interesting movie to watch in 2022. Um, but kind of fast forwarding to the series. I, one thing I liked about the series initially looking at it is we've had a lot of very heavy fantasy TV shows this year. Um, in particular, we've had house of the dragon, We've had Rings of Power, um, Westworld, and shows like that. And I forgot kind of what it looks like to have that kind of old school fantasy feel. Kind of that Princess Bride, you know, where it feels like it's a tangible world that you can actually exist in. It's not heavily, um, doesn't have heavy visual effects and things like that. And so that I did miss. And I think that that um, kind of fueled the nostalgia for me when watching it. It's like simpler, simpler fantasy times. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the, the old school, like sword and sorcery. I mean, I, I did not grow up in the eighties. I was not born in the eighties. So I am. You just had to, had to shade me there. You just had to shade me with that line. I'm just giving, I'm just telling the people how it is. I, I'm, I just turned 30 this year. So for me, uh, when it comes to the original film, I actually watched it for the first time before even watching the screeners. Cause I, it's been on my bucket list for a long time and I wasn't sure if it was on Disney plus. Then I finally, you know, stopped being lazy and actually searched through, uh, the Disney's SEO and I found it. I was like, Oh, so the original film is streaming on Disney plus. And I, I think the sequel series kind of embodies what made the original film. So beloved, it is that old school, you know, like fairy tale fantasy, the sword and sorcery type of adventure where, you know, magic just exists for the sake of it, you know, just being existing in this world. And I, I can understand why people loved it so much, at least the original film, because I did a little bit of research and apparently Willow, the series, or not, excuse me, not the series, the film, did not do well. I mean, of, of course, this came off right after, you know, the success of the original trilogy of Star Wars with Lucasfilm. For anyone out there who doesn't know, you know, Lucasfilm owns more than just Star Wars out there. Just <laughs> and, so, and, and Indiana Jones. Um, but it, apparently the, the film Willow gained a very big cult following once it hit home video, like for VHS. So yeah. I think that is really where it, it hit its stride. But I feel like there's a lot of old school movies that are like that, that aren't necessarily critically acclaimed, but you know, the fan base just absolutely eats it up. And yeah. I know within the eighties, there was like a overhaul or like an oversaturation of just everything medieval fantasy. So mm-hmm. maybe people were a little bit tired of it on the critic side for the film, but for the series, I I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far. Uh, I like I said, I prepped myself to watch the film first before going into it because once I learned that, that the sequel series was, you know, actually a sequel to the film, I was like, okay, so this isn't a reboot because I almost <laughs> didn't watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, you know, this this is this is nice, and it, it was you know it's so tongue in cheek with like the original film, but yeah. going bringing willow into the modern age it's been about what 25 maybe 30 years since anyone's maybe even uttered the word of willow but i mean among casual disney fans yeah but um just going back to a point you made that's one of the things that i love about television about film about this medium is that one person can see something completely different in a film that another person can. And I think that's what's happened to Willow and other cult favorites, you know, that didn't do well in the box office or didn't do well, you know, among critics. And it's like this cherished thing that because of the fandom has been given new life 
to even make it to a series. And I think that that's really great. I will say though, that when I rewatched the film, one similarity that it had to the series is that I think that we've been spoiled with context. I think that we've been spoiled with elaborate backstories and world building. And when I rewatched the film and then watched the series, I feel like they both shared in a lack of context. Not saying I still didn't enjoy it, but I just didn't get enough why things are happening. You know, in the film, it's like there's this queen and this is not a, you know, spoiler because it's the film it's already it's already out but in the film there's this queen and you know this baby is going to destroy her and you know end her reign over this town and then like towards the end it's like we need the baby to lift the curse and it's like what curse (laughs) what curse is over the town we didn't talk about it you know and it's And it's, it's, so there's a lot of different things, you know, you have Val Kilmer as, um, Mad Mardigan and he's in a cage and it's like not completely clear why he's in a cage. Um, it's just a a lot happening, but we don't really know why, but we don't want to turn away because we like these characters and we want to see what's going to happen. And we want to see magic and we want to see Willow finally be a sorcerer. You know, it's it's just, you know, even in the beginning when they had the, um, I forgot what it's called, where the Lord, not the Lord Elwin, is it? The High Elwin, yeah. When, yes, with the High Elwin, when he decides who's going to be the next sorcerer in training, you know, the apprentice, mm. you know, mm. it didn't even explain like, well, who's the current apprentice or what does that mean? And if you're not chosen, like, does that mean you don't have power? It it implies that the world is like something that like magic is something that you have to practice at or yeah. like, you know, those little kind of details, you know, for people who um, have just spent so much time, you know, going into the, you know, the, the, the books of Lord of the Rings or the books of Game of Thrones and have been dissecting all this and you have all of this kind of backstory you know, to gather, I think that's the one thing that I missed from both the film and the series is I just want to know the why. I want a little more backstory into what we're doing and how exactly it's supposed to be, you know, combated. I I do agree with you there. And I kind of actually want to touch on that because that is one of my Minor gripes. I, I have a few other great things I want to say about it, but we'll get to that here in a second. But I do agree when it it kind of things just exist and there is no real exposition. And like you said, even in the film, it's not it. You know, like you said, oh, there's there's a baby. You know, we 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 we, uh, we have um, Eleanor. Yes. Yes, El- Eleanor. I am blanking on her name right now. <laughs> And now it's not, now it starts with an EL. I'm sorry. I, I should have came more prepared. But in the film, you know, if there's this baby who's supposed to essentially bring balance to the force, aka just, you know, save the world from this, you know, uh, witch queen. And we don't know why. It just is. And we're kind of just expected to go along with it. But like you said, you know, we love the character so much. People love Willow so much because he's so good hearted. He has, you know, like a chip on his, chip on his shoulder. He's very noble. But when when it comes to the series, I feel like it does suffer the same thing because the first three episodes, I, I feel like there are a lot of great moments. And I feel like the first episode was a nice little return to form um, altogether. And of course, I feel like people should watch the film before watching the series to kind of elevate the experience a little bit. Because if you're diving into the series by itself, you're going to be probably more lost than you would like to be they start this whole like hand-holding flashback uh type situation where you know they have the flashbacks from the original film and the series and they have new flashbacks to kind of fill in the gap because this is all based on one movie so you have to kind of explain what's been happening between all these years how many years it's been 
I don't know. Because I don't even think they mentioned it in the first three episodes. We can kind of do the math in our head because, by the way, her name is Alora, <laughs> Alora Dannon. <laughs> but yes, we can kind of do the math in our heads because, um, you know, there are children now that did not exist. And we can assume that, you know, because of the age of the children, that Alora, wherever she is, is older now as well. So it has to at least be, I'm going to guess and say 20 years max. That is true. They, they didn't necessarily explain how long, but I guess, yeah, you would be able to figure out uh, through the kid's age because, um, as we know, for Joanne Wally's character, she has children and, you know, you're kind of able to figure that out. And, you know, of course, that that's all in the uh, in the trailer. I guess you could say a little yes. snippets here and there, you know, the oh, you remind me of your mother. Oh, my gosh. Who could it be? Yes. Right. <laughs> so. I, I will say that. One thing I really missed is Mad Mardigan's character. And I understand, um, you know, but I happy that I feel like there was an effort to still include his character in the story somewhat, mm. um, even though he couldn't be a part of it. And I that really like made my heart smile every time I hear his name mentioned, you know, because he was... <laughs> a very silly character in the film and um yeah yeah he's definitely missed for sure he was and and honest when i first watched the film what two three weeks ago um for the first time <laughs> ever um i was like oh yeah like i totally forgot val kilmer was like starring in this like movie and he ended up being like my favorite but like you said you know we, we meet him he's he's in this cage and we don't know why he's he's just there, but you're just kind of expected to go along with it altogether. Right. But I also wanted to bring up the um, like the modern sensibility that the series is bringing uh, thus far when it comes to just bringing like people of color into the fantasy realm. You know, we've been seeing a lot of that. Um, I'm not sure if you've actually watched. Um, it's called The Legend of Vox Machina. It's on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Don't disrespect me. Yes, I've watched it. <laughs> so good. But, you know, you start to see, you know, the people of color there. And then obviously we see with House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. And I, I really enjoyed how they were able to, you know, bring that updated um, sensibility like to the modern age with, you know, all these fantasy series have started to include those people of color in their cast. And it seems that Willow, the series, is following suit because we have people like Aaron Kellyman. Of course, you may know her from Solo a Star Wars Story or Falcon the Winter Soldier or The Green Knight if you're like a really big A24 fan. And then we have uh, Tony uh, Ravoli or Ravaroli. He's from, he plays Flash Thompson in the uh, Spider Man MCU uh, trilogy as well. But I wanted to kind of get your take on that about um, do you think that Willow? is starting to follow that trend. Do you think that they're handling it in a authentic, authentic way, perhaps? I mean, I think so. I, I will say that there are moments where in fantasy recently, maybe due to call outs or whatever, where some representation feels forced and kind of like, not that it shouldn't be there, but it shouldn't just be dropped there whether it's representation with, you know, um, identity, uh, you know, sexuality or whatever, I, I feel like there can be a little more smoothing, you know, mm. so it's not so rigid and not so deliberate, like, look what we put here. Um, right. But I do think that Willow so far is doing a good job um, outside of the three or four characters we haven't really seen too much um, mm -hmm. extra um, people of color, but it's only been three episodes, you know? And I, speaking of those three episodes, the length of the episodes really surprised me as well, because, you know, Disney plus is known for giving little appetizers, little cheese and cracker episodes where you want a meal. And I was kind of shocked. I kept, pausing it like oh i have like 20 more minutes to go um 
So I feel like even though we didn't get a lot of context in those first three episodes, I'm hoping that because they're so long, that it's because they have a lot of story to give us. That's what yeah. my, my hope is. Yeah. So I, I would agree with you there. It It is. I, I do agree with the point where you're saying, you know, it, like when it comes to representation, no matter what form it's in, it doesn't need to feel forced. I, I feel like with this series so far, like there, you know, there's like the characters I mentioned, like they're there. I mean, I can't say that they're necessarily, they, they don't feel forced, but there's something with Willow that I'm like, okay, you know, maybe this, we haven't seen as much because again, we only seen the first three episodes. So we don't necessarily know where the story's going, but they do make a lot of references where I don't think people are going to know what like specific places are or specific people are if you haven't watched the original film but i do agree with you when it comes to representation where it does need to feel more authentic um but yeah at the same time we haven't seen too much so it's it's kind of hard to judge but i like what i'm seeing so far for sure especially when it comes to representation not only with um people of color but with like sexuality as well but you know, Disney and also to your point where these longer episodes, you know, we, we've been so conditioned with these Marvel shows that, OK, you know, it's going to be six episodes, boom, one and done. And then we're kind of just they're either 30 minute episodes or somewhat maybe an hour ish long. Like with She-Hulk, they're around 30 minutes long with Willow. I'm glad that they're able to go the eight episode route. I feel like that is a sweet spot for a lot of uh, series and especially for a Willow uh, sequel series. I was very yeah. shocked that a lot of these episodes really hit around like the 45 to 50 minute mark. Um, so I was like, Oh, you know, they're giving us as much context and hopefully, you know, that the story continues. Cause I, I am enjoying it so far. Um, I don't, I guess it is for kids. Like there is a few cussing here and there, but it's not, it's, I'm just, I'm chill. I'm still trying to figure out who this is for. Is it for the original crew who grew up with Willow, or is this for new fans who want to get invested into the series? Because I can't imagine little Jimmy at like you know eight nine years old. He might want to tune in, but there is a few you know uh, adult language themes right. that happen. So it's I'm trying to figure out who it's for. I don't know. I think it's definitely for anyone who is a fan of the the film. I think it's for fantasy fans in general, Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons type <laughs> type of people. Um, I think that it is for a little more of a sophisticated palette, only because you're not getting the thrills that you would get in from one of these newer fantasy shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it demands a little more attention to stay, to stay with it because it doesn't explain because it doesn't, you kind of have to, for me, I had to push myself through not so much the first episode, but kind of, yeah, a little bit through the first and like the second, a little bit, because it's, there are some moments where you just don't feel invested yet or connected to a specific character and even though I love Willow's character and I love I love his friend and I love seeing them back um, in the same film together, I don't feel invested in any one person's journey that much yet. Except for maybe Jade. Yeah, I think Jade. Yeah, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head there because and I was trying like I rewatched like episodes one through three twice i'm like something's missing as of right now and outside of of course you know like we are we're talking about willow warwick davis you know reprising his role i think he is easily the heart and soul of the series so far when it comes to you know leading this group of like misfit heroes on this like perilous quest but i i do agree i feel like as of right now outside of jade um i really wanted to be invested in someone else. And I feel like three episodes in 
there should have been someone outside of like Willow or Sorsha, uh, played by Joanne Wally as well. But yeah, uh, nothing's really hit so far for me when it comes to, man, like I really love this character, but Jade, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, I actually think the other uh, person's name is Kit as well. Um, yeah. For I, yeah. I, I yeah. think I, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think I think I I think we'll get there though. And I am I know some people who give a series like four episodes and then they're done. I'm a firm believer of giving it a whole season because I feel like different episodes have different pacing and you can't judge an entirety of a story on just the first couple episodes because you have to get to where you have to see where they were trying to go, where they're trying to lead you to. And I think severance is a good example because when I first started severance, I stopped and then I went back and I was like, okay, get through some of these slow moments. Just, just give it the whole season. And I'm telling you, but when you get to the last episode, you're chomping at the bit for the next season. Like you cannot wait. And I think that that's what needs to happen with Willow. We've gotten the first three episodes. We feel the nostalgia. We are reminded of these characters. We're back in this tangible, authentic world um, where magic not only exists, but where magic is more, is harder actually than some of these other series, you know, where people just have these gifts and it's like magic takes a lot of work in this world um, of the series, which is a nice change. And so I think that if we just give it time and then get to where they want us to go at the end, we'll be able to decide, you know, how we really feel about the series, which I'm hoping has a lot more context, especially if it's not a limited series, we need to see where it can go in the future. And that's what I'm really interested in. Actually, I I think you you said the magic words as soon as you said, you know, you need to give an entire like first season like a full watch because like you said a lot of people do drop off, you know, they start a a TV show and they're like, "Oh, well, I didn't like this episode." So, uh, you know, oh, you know, this is garbage or this is trash. This is hot dog water. Whatever it may be. I I think you said the magic words there cuz I'm the same way. Where, you know, even though I may not be as invested now, that could very well change later on. Like, because it can only get, I mean, it could get worse, but it could get better. But you're not going to know until you at least finish the first uh, uh, season of a show. Because like you said, with Severance, I, I've known people who were watching uh, House of the Dragon. They're like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of time skips. I'm like, hey, I understand there's a lot of time skips. You know, that that is just something that, they decided to lean into when it comes to the first season. But I told them, like, I promise you, you just got to keep pushing on because I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of stuff that you like. There's going to be stuff that you don't like. But overall, you have to give it a fair shot. Like, you can't just say, oh, well, like, we watched the first three episodes of Willow. And, oh, you know, like, we're not going to watch past this, whatever, whatever. It's like, no, I'm I'm committed when it comes to at least finishing out the first season to see how I like it even with uh, the first season of the original Game of Thrones, it is very, it's a very slow buildup, but it's so good. It's so faithful to the books and there's a lot of great moments. And I know a lot of people didn't necessarily start watching Game of Thrones until maybe around the second season. That's when it gained, I guess it hit mainstream, but you know, I keep telling people like, Hey, like it's, it's slow, but it's, it's good stuff. You just got to give it a chance. So I, I definitely agree with you there. And I'm very excited to see where the rest of this, um, where the rest of this journey goes. Um, I did have a few minor gripes. I think it was just, and this is like super, super small. Um, but actually before I get into that, I did want to touch on, you know, when you're talking about the world and magic actually being harder I do feel like uh, the story itself is very easy for people to follow along yeah. for a fantasy series. Cause a lot of fantasy series out there kind of just throw you in like will time. They're like, here you go. Good luck. Goodbye. And then you're just like, Oh, so I have to do all this research on my own. But overall um, I, 
I feel like it's 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 pretty it's pretty good so far. But back to my minor gripe. The only minor gripe I had outside of you know getting invested into uh, certain characters um, and you know the exposition not being as grounded or clear as it could be. Um, it was just a few of the editing scenes for me. Like there was a few moments where I felt felt like the editing just like I'm not sure, you know, if we got like the final product or not, but some of <laughs> I, I'm not let me know if you feel this way because I feel like there are parts where like characters are having a conversation or it's like an ac- action sequence is taking place. And then like it was I don't know, there was like some really weird edits there. For me, at least, yeah. but yeah. it's very minuscule, <laughs> but it was something that I noticed and I was like, but this person was just talking. I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm like, whatever. But there's also a, there's also a specific sequence where something happens and I'm like, how did they get from point A down to point B? It was yeah. like, we didn't see anything. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're picking up what I'm putting down, but. Yeah, I lumped that all into my context. <laughs> I lumped that all together, like, with a series, like, with fantasy in itself. Like, you can be dropped in the middle of a story, but eventually we have to understand why. Mm-hmm. Why we're here. What we're doing. What's this power that we have? Why are we going here? Why has no one ever been here? What's in this woods or whatever is happening. And I really feel like they have, I'm so hopeful. They have, you are Disney. You will reveal yourself to us <laughs> within these next episodes um, because they, they can. I, I, there's no reason why it can't be amazing and so Mm -hmm. if it's not i i don't know what i'll do i mean like i don't know what i'll do are you gonna swear it off forever (laughs) i just don't know what i'll do and and maybe it's because and i hate to say this but maybe it's because it doesn't come from a book or something because i know that george lucas made a book but i think he adapted the book from Mm -hmm. the movie and so I'm not sure it's more context than the film. Um, but I mean, mm. as of right now, it's a new ride. It's a new world. I think it's great if you have been itching to get your hands on another fantasy series, you know, while we're waiting for Rings of Power and and House of the Dragon to come back a year or two later. I or think five. it's just, yeah, or five, you know, whenever George wants to finish his book. Um, but yes, <laughs> but yes, I think that I think that if you're a, if you're a D and D player, if you like fantasy, if you like that those types of adventure strategy like games, and you're a fan of that old school Princess Bride, Sword in the Stone, you know, type of show, I think that you will like it. I agree with you there. And I feel like we can actually definitely get into final thoughts here, which you actually kind of started. It's all right. You know what? You're, you're ahead of the game. That's all I can ask for. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's blowing through the itinerary. Like it's nobody's business. But yeah, as far as uh, for my final thoughts, I, I really felt like the first three episodes of Willow so far definitely uh, embodied what made the original film. So beloved, like you said, you know, it's that classic fairy tale fantasy adventure it's back with that like modern uh, or hints of modern sensibility altogether. And like I said before, you can definitely watch the show without seeing the movie, but watching the movie first does enhance that experience uh, prior to actually starting the film. And of course the movie is streaming on Disney plus, which I was very shocked. I was very shocked for some reason. I didn't think it was going to be on there because there's a lot of things like Bridget's Terabithia. That is not on Disney Plus. And I'm like, why is this not on <laughs> Disney Plus? I need a good cry. Luckily, I have the, the Blu-ray, but it's not on Disney Plus. And I was like, well, is Will going to be here? I don't know. It's there. It's it's all there. Um, but of course, you know, the addition of more people of color and fancy properties, it's always welcome addition. Um, but, you know, so, so far, we just have to kind of wait and see where the rest of this um journey takes us because from what i've seen from the trailers a lot of the shots 
seems like they're from later episodes. Mm, okay. Uh, but from from what I've noticed, at least, because you know, I I watched the three episodes and I went back and watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like what what can I point out? Because I'm trying. I'm trying this new thing where I don't watch trailers before watching like TV shows. You're going cold. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Trying to, but it's, I mean, then, you know, but then the whale trailer dropped and I was like, okay, you got me. You twisted my arm. I got to figure out what's <laughs> going on here. But that was more of a teaser trailer. I don't know why they said that was a trailer. I was like, this is like a minute and you show like absolutely nothing. That's a teaser trailer, at least <laughs> in my eyes. So to get back on track, I was delighted to see, you know, Warwick Davis and Joanne Wally reprising their roles as Willow and Sorsha. You know, they, they, they're, they're the OGs as, you know, for, they, they, I guess it's like the Luke Han and Leia situation, but, you know, Mad Mardigan, he, he is mentioned throughout the first three episodes, but, you know, with, um, everything that's happened with, um, with, with the character and, uh, Val Kilmer, you know, they kind of have to, work the way around it much like they kind of did with um top gun but you know we'll just have to wait and see um what happens altogether. but that would be the number one reason to rewatch the original film or to watch the original film is not that it would i mean it will give you some backstory into where the series is i mean it doesn't lack that much context <laughs> To where you wouldn't, to where you'd be like, what did I watch this for? No, it definitely sets it up. But also you get a chance to get to know Mad Mardigan. And that's something that you'll want um, because you'll understand um, why his presence is missed so much in the series, not just by viewers, but by characters within the story as well. And so I think you definitely need to watch the film to get a sense of that. Yeah, that's and that's actually a really good point. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. Again, I'm a newbie to the whole Willow series thing, but I was <laughs> I was very surprised that Willow was getting a series. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm like that's that like old school, you know, like fantasy movie, right? I was like, man, like because I believe Willow the there there was two books that follow the journey after the movie. I watched it off this one YouTube video. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but apparently um, someone had made like two novels kind of like continuing that journey. I don't know if this is an adaptation of those books or if it's something new entirely. I'm just going to assume that it's something new altogether, but I'm not <laughs> entirely sure. But um, well, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up uh, final thoughts wise before we kind of get into our ratings for the first three episodes? I'm just, I just want people to, like we are, you know, we're just taking it in. Just take it all in and just let the story unfold. And also go into this series trying not to compare it to recent recent fantasy series that we've seen um, as of late. Because I think mm. if you try to stand it up to being the next this or the next that, it'll always kind of fall short. So just go into it knowing that this is an entirely different world. Um, magic looks different. Creatures look different. The world feels different. It's an entirely different situation, probably unlike what you've seen before. It does not come from a book, <laughs> you know, so it's <laughs> it's just new. And so just take it in and um, let it tell its story. And then when you get to the last episode, decide if you too are a willow fan or not that is a beautiful sentiment there yeah because i i do feel like we're we live in this uh you know comparative world in in films twitter it's it's very fun altogether but yeah i do agree um this is this is not house of the dragon this is not rings of power this is its own thing this is this is like your classic you know like we've said like fairy tale fantasy adventure um situation so i think like you say, you just need to take it for what it is. And, you know, if you're enjoying the, the ride, it's a very easy watch. Not a lot is going on. It's, you know, the, the characters have that, you know, that kind of snarkiness to them from time to time. There's a lot of uh, old timey jokes that they kind of throw in there as well. Like I was chuckling a little bit, but it, it is very modern. You know, not everyone is speaking in this old English accent and all this stuff. So it's like, 
you know, you have some characters that do some characters that don't, but it is a very, uh, it's, it's like a nice blend of new and old, but yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think, I think people should watch it. It's, it's something fun, you know, to kind of scratch that fantasy inch, you know, once you're done with the dragon prince house of the dragon rings of power, then you got Willow and then we got his dark materials, which is coming up season three. Very, very excited. So let's, Get into our ratings really quick. Kits, what would you rate the first three episodes of the Willow sequel series? Okay. Are we going out of five or out of ten? Whatever your heart desires. So I mix it up sometimes. Like sometimes I do the letter, the letter rock, the letterbox scale. Sometimes I do out of a hundred. I do like a percentage-wise. Whatever feels more comfortable to you, whatever your rating scale is. Hmm. You grade point average. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, you um, did. <laughs> I I will say out of five, I will give the first three episodes of Willow a 3.5 out of five. I feel like that's a good place to be because it's not bad. You can get through all three episodes, um, but you don't get it in a lot. I, if I was hooked and synced in completely sold out, it would be higher, but I'm not quite there yet and i think what keeps me going is not so much the story but the love for the original film and so i will give it a 3.5 out of 5 which is plenty of room to grow in okay. later episodes yeah. yeah yeah i'm actually right there with you uh, on the 3.5 scale I guess we could yeah the letterbox scale whatever you want to call it um for for the reasons you actually just mentioned like you said like when when i watched the first episode of like house of the dragon like you know i we were sent screeners and i was like blown away i was like oh my gosh you know like game of thrones is back obviously uh when it comes to willow i i feel like there are moments where i'm like oh well you know like the original you know it's it's so hokey and so ridiculous, but it's so much fun. And like you said, I feel like I too, even though I just watched it a few weeks ago, I I feel like it is in the, it, it's me watching the original film and saying, Oh, you know, well, I want to see where the story goes because there's so much potential in the original film. And, you know, I can't quit now. Like I need to see the first season through. And I feel like 3.5, for me as well is is a really nice landing point which is not bad i know some people are like oh three out of five three point five out of five it's like that that's that's like your average that's like a solid c plus in my book at least so overall i really am enjoying it and i'm just delighted to see these you know characters returning you know obviously warwick davis and joanne wally have a lot of love for the original film and especially with uh, Joanne and Val Kilmer, you know, they actually were falling in love at the time uh, in real life during the original uh, shooting of the of the first film. So I it's it's been oh, pretty, wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't believe they're together anymore. But at the time, I believe they were married for a time from according to, you know, my my YouTube sources or <laughs> me just scouring YouTube is really what it is. But, yeah, apparently they used to uh, be married. They were, and, they were married for almost 10 years. Yeah. So, I yeah, from what I uh, watched or read, um, that kind of started when they were uh, shooting the original Willow film. So wow. that's your little tidbit for the day. <laughs> it, it makes sense now that I'm thinking about like, yeah, like they really like, they were like really in love. I was like, why? Wow, my gosh. But you know, with Willow, it's, it's different. Cause you know, you have a Lord Nannan, you know, from the original film, it's, it's not a, a chosen, it, it's a chosen one, but it's a girl instead of a boy. So it's, you know, it, it kind of really kind of knocks down a lot of those traditional, you know, chosen one, um rules where it's like oh you know the chosen child you know it's a male and it's it's been a male for god knows how long but yeah overall i i i am enjoying the series so far but we just have to keep watching each week kit to see what's going on i don't know if the first three episodes are dropping all together at once on disney plus but obviously i think they i'm are. assuming oh they are i i feel like they are usually mm. usually when they give us all three they drop all three in my or maybe the at least the first two maybe at least the first yeah ah uh, you know what you might be right and i feel like for willow i feel like actually dropping the first three episodes might 
be a good idea to get people back into the series because if it was just the first episode, I'd be like, Oh, okay. You know, like it's fine, but you know, we have a little bit more context with watching the first three episodes. So we kind of see where the story's going. So yeah, we'll just have to wait and see for everyone out there listening. If the first three episodes are dropping, let us know, tweet at us at film optics. Again, that's optics with an X. Let us know what's up. Um, of course, it's going to be dropping on the day that it drops on Disney Plus, which is November 30th. So with all that said and done, I'd like to thank Kit for coming on to the show. You know, we'd love to have you back. This was a fantastic time. Wanted to take a little bit of time so you can let our listeners know where you can fi- uh, where they can find you on the Internet, excuse me, and what projects you have coming up. Oh, on the internet. I was going to say, you can find me like, you know, by the garbage can at Food for Less. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can find me, you know, live tweeting a show and, you know, tweeting out memes at ByKitStone on Twitter. That's B-Y-K-I-T-S-T-O-N-E and on Instagram. Um, And you can find my content on theblackcapemag.com where I'll be posting reviews and other little tidbits I find. Um, yeah, always around. Always around bugging Christian about uh, his taste in uh, television and films. <laughs> List, my taste is impeccable. It is unmatched. People need to get on my level. I've ascended. I have, I have you know, I've, I've crossed that plane all together yeah no it, it <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about a uh, jurassic world dominion another time then it's oh that movie i uh it's such a trigger word no <laughs> it's it's okay i'm your guest i'm your guest you cannot disrespect jurassic world <laughs> dominion to your guest i mean land before time is right there and i can get the same effect the same dinosaur <laughs> fixed <laughs> And oh. it is a uh, hey, I'm just I'm just saying it, it's it's all there. But God, there's there's so many Land Before Time movies. I forgot how many there were. There are. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, if you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure make sure to share an episode of our podcast a movie lover in need and really quick what is out right now because i don't know what's on deck since this is kind of like you know we're 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 uh recording into the future you know again (laughs) but what is out right now for everyone to listen to on our podcast we covered uh black adams you can definitely check that out on podcast platforms around the internet as well as black panther will kind of forever and causeway which is now streaming on apple tv plus Definitely go give it a watch because Jennifer Lawrence is back and I'm very, very excited. So with all that said, thank you again, Kit, for coming on to the podcast. And we will see all of you, ladies and gentlemen, next time.